0: Due to technical difficulties last this past Sunday, this message is a re-recording of the Vision Sunday message from June 28. It's awesome. Well, I'm excited this morning to be able to bring an incredible message about vision uh, to you this morning. I want to share from my heart um, about what I feel God's got uh, in the future for us, but also um, a word that I believe that God has been placing on our heart. I wanted to say very quickly this morning, that the vision of this house is not a vision from Cameron and Sandra Jeffs. It's not a vision from the leadership team. It's not a, a vision from the individuals. The vision of this, of this church is very simply a vision uh, from God. There isn't anything that we do that is outside of the biblical norm for what a church should look like. It's about making disciples. It's about reaching the lost and building the found. And what we're doing at Impact is simply to align ourselves to the principles and the, and the foundation of what was established in the Acts chapter 2 church. And so, for the last number of, of months, God's been speaking to me about a particular thought, a particular idea. A number of months ago, in conversation with a friend of mine in ministry, uh, we got talking about just life in general, and he started sharing with me about this, this word. That God had already been speaking to me, so it was incredible confirmation about what it is that God had been placing on my heart. So as I was thinking about it and processing it through, then this conversation came, and I started thinking about it even more, and God started to just lay it on my heart. And then a a little while ago, uh, Rachel Quirt had shared the exact same word, the exact same thought, the exact same idea. And then two weeks ago, on June 14th, at our deeper night, when Pastor Gary and Sheila were here, Pastor Gary... Shared the exact same word uh, over our church, and the idea, or the key idea that God wants to awaken us to uh, in this day and in this hour is the word alignment. Some of you obviously would understand the word alignment in context to your car, uh, into your alignment with your with your tires or with uh, you know veering to one side or another, but. The actual word "align" or "to a alignment" or "align" literally means this: to place in a line or arrange so as to be parallel, to align with or come into adjustment. I want you to remember that word "adjustment." A number the third definition is to align oneself with a group or a way of thinking, and the lastly, it's to bring components into proper or desirable coordination. Um, two weeks ago, Pastor Gary spoke about this word. And we're just going to listen to it uh, as a church this morning. So we can, because I know several of you were not be able to be here, but I want to sh- share this word with every one of you so that you understand that God is speaking to us as a church. Let's just listen together.
1: Uh, saying some things to me. I, I feel like um, what I sense in my spirit, what God has been doing here, is he's actually been bringing the house of the Lord into alignment. I feel like uh, there's been a season in your lives where um, you've almost kind of been in the care of a chiropractor and the Lord has been adjusting and bringing alignment into um, everybody. I I feel like right from the top to the bottom there's an alignment that God is doing. And and what I sense in my spirit for you is that if you will continue to come under the hand of the Lord and allow the Lord to align your thinking, uh, align your... um, desires align your objectives align um, even your actions that uh, the Lord will do a quick work and the Lord will cause even a harvest to come into the house of the Lord a significant harvest of people who will come under even the alignment that is taking place because there's a generation that is uh, out of alignment and they're they're you know, when a car is out of alignment, it drifts to one side, and uh, their lives are drifting to one side. And what I sense in my spirit is that the Lord has been bringing the house of the Lord into alignment. The Bible says at times that correction comes starts at the house of the Lord, right? That's right. And so when God begins to adjust and begins to correct and begins to move, sometimes it's not pleasant. Sometimes we think. What are we doing? What God, What? why is he saying that? And why are we going through this? But I, I hear the spirit of the Lord saying to you and to me that if you will just continue to allow the aligning of God in your heart, I haven't talked to your pastor, I have no idea what's been going on, right? But I sense in my spirit that God is aligning you and aligning your thinking. And if you will let God do it, if you will let God align your thinking, I believe, listen, I believe, You're going to go to two
0: services. Amen. That's awesome. What a great word. God is talking about something here, and he's he's causing uh, the word of the Lord to come forth and to be repeated over and over again through many different sources, and it's this word alignment. I believe that we have a great church. I believe that God wants to do some amazing things in this church. He's already done amazing things in this church, but one of the things that we have seen, if I could take a seven-year... observation from being here for the last 7 years is that we have constantly had a small core group that is all on board and we've had a large or a definitely bigger majority percentage of our church that has been on the outside or has not fully committed or not made the decision to be all in and and what God is saying to us is he's saying that he wants to bring alignment to the house of the Lord another word he used was to adjust I don't know about you, but when you have to be aligned, you've got to be adjusted. Think about a chiropractor for a second. God needs to adjust us in order to bring us into alignment. Um, he also said, if, if, that's an incredibly huge idea. If we align ourselves, then God will, and he goes on to say in his message that God wants to bring increase, He wants to bring growth, He wants to bring blessing. He references two services, going to two services. Well, I believe that it is the Word of the Lord over our church to grow. It's the Word of the Lord over our church to expand and to increase and to see the, the, the things of God take place in this house called Impact Church. But it's not just going to happen when we pray. And we can't just believe for a supernatural switch to go on. What we have to believe God for is that, number one, that was His Word. But number two, we have to act. We have to choose to align ourselves to the vision of this house. The reality is in North America. You can go any which way, whether it's business or family or church. And we all have incredible ideas. We all have amazing ideas. And God wants to use all of your ideas. God wants to birth ideas out of you. But one of the things that we've seen is there's a lack of effectiveness in the North American church. And the biggest, one of the biggest reasons why there's a lack of effectiveness is we have so many people chasing after different things instead of rowing in the same direction and with the same heart, with the same values, with the same ideas and in the same way. At one point, God needs to align us and align you towards the plans and purposes of this church. When he's talking about the word alignment, he's talking about aligning your expectations. Um, Many of you would know this. uh, You would observe this. um, But it's something I believe that does need to be said when we came into the city seven years ago uh, we were the youngest senior pastor by far as a matter of fact at the time i think the next closest senior pastor in age was approximately 20 years older than me and one of the things that we've noticed is that a lot of these ministers in town uh either empty nesters or have older children we have young kids we've got five kids and and with that comes a demand and comes an expectation for us as parents and us as leaders that at times can be difficult To find the balance of and so one of the things that we've seen is that you know with us being on worship with us being uh, parents of five children with us leading a church at some times the the expectations that we have felt uh, have been difficult to to meet and so I just want to say that to remind ourselves that part of alignment is aligning our expectations so that they're healthy and balanced we have to have them as leaders you have to have them towards your leaders um, if we're going to move forward together in the vision that God has for this church, then we have to have aligned and healthy expectations. As well, we need to align our priorities. The reality is, is what Pastor Gary shared two weeks ago, was that in order to say yes to something, you've got to say no to other things. So if we're going to say yes to the house of God, we've got to say no to other things. It's just a reality. It is a it's just a given. I guarantee you that if you're going to say yes to one thing, you're going to have to say no to other things. And so what I want to ask you this morning and I want to challenge you this morning is say yes to the house of God. Just as Pastor Gary shared 2 weeks ago, say yes to the house of God because when you say yes to the house of God, God is going to bless you. He's going to bring he's going to use you in your talents, your time, your treasure, but we need to work together. We need to flow together under the vision of this house. In order to see the city reached for Christ, what God has called us, He's not called us simply to be a, a um, you know, a, a small little uh, country church where you know five families are all in the same church and we all hang out for the next thirty years. God has called, and there's nothing wrong with that. But God has called us to be a city-reaching church, and with that comes great demand and comes great responsibility. We are called to be a city-reaching church. If you believe that, say Amen this morning. And Father, I thank you. I thank you today, Lord, that you've called us to that. I thank you today, Lord, that that you haven't just simply uh, given us some grandiose plan, but God, you have placed within the very heartbeat of this church to be a city-reaching church. And we thank you for that this morning. The next thing is we have to align our time. We have to align our time. And God's heart for us is to bring our hearts and our lives into alignment with him and his plans for Impact Church. I've realized something about alignment with regards to my car. And many of you will know this, obviously, when we're talking about alignment, we can all, always reference uh, our tires being out of alignment. What often happens when your tires are out of alignment is that you veer to one side of the road. Um, I have actually learned from other people in the past as well that your tires will uh, unevenly wear and it'll cause your, 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 the life of your tire to actually go down as well. I've even heard from some people that your gas mileage changes and gets worse because of tires being out of alignment. But what I want to say this morning is I believe there's some of us that have held on to the steering wheel so strong, so hard, so, uh, so uh, passionately that the problem with this is you've, you've held on for so long That until you let go of the control of the steering wheel, you'll never find out what areas of your life where you're out of alignment. As long as you hold control. And you hang on. I've seen people that have held onto their steering wheel for years and have convinced themselves that there's no issues with their car because they've controlled it their whole life. But one of the things that I believe God is going to deal with you today and this morning as you're hearing this word alignment is that He wants you to let go of the control of the steering wheel for your life so that He can show you the areas in your life where you are out of alignment so that He can help bring you into alignment. God's heart for you is to see you move forward with God and to move forward together. God wants to let go of the control in our lives of wrong expectations, wrong priorities, wrong choices that create a disconnect in our life. We have to let go and let God. Letting go and letting God is a declaration of trust, and it's something we need to make today. It's giving our whole life to Him, surrendering control of our own priorities. So why does God want us to see this? Well, whenever God's presence comes, I don't know about you, but we have been experiencing some powerful things in worship in the last number of months. Really, I'd say the last year. And one of the things that we've realized when we've compared the idea of worship, uh, we made some very, very uh, definitive decisions a year and a half ago uh, to bring Sandra out of Impact Kids, to take her off the teaching schedule, to take her out from being an overseer and to, from being the main impact kids director. We've brought people in to help and to assist uh, run that ministry. We're thankful for those that have helped. We're thankful for the volunteers that have done that. But I'll tell you, we made a declaration to say that we need a focused, proactive, visionary leader to lead the ministry called worship so that we can see the benefit and the blessing of our worship increase and the presence of God increase in our church. Well, for those that have been on the worship team like myself, you would know that not only did Sandra become focused, not only did Sandra become a visionary, proactive leader, but she raised the bar. She raised the bar for expectations. She raised the bar for uh, for excellence in our worship. She raised the bar for those people learning the words and practicing their notes so that they didn't have to follow... Uh, uh, sheet music on Sundays she raised the bar with expectation she raised the bar with prayer she raised the bar with many different things and what's interesting about that is we see the benefit and the blessing of our worship in our service well I believe that we need to do the same thing in every single ministry in this church why because in order to carry the presence of God in our services we, he needs a people God needs a people aligned to his will the reason why we have great worship and a great presence right now is also in relation to the congregation. You're hungry to receive more. You're hungry to experience the best that God has. And as a result of that, we can't treat God's presence lightly. There's a weight to carrying God's presence which will either crush us or propel us, but His presence comes to reveal Himself to us and for us so that we can carry his presence to a lost and dying world. He wants us to carry the very presence of God, the very thing that will bring breakthrough and freedom and liberty to the city. He wants us to carry it to them. But we have to learn how to carry it. And the same way that we had to raise the bar and raise the standard for our worship, we're going to raise it across every other area of this church. I tell you, when God has surrendered people, he can do anything. When well, God has people that have surrendered their own wills and their own ideas and their own vision and make a declaration and say, listen, I'm going to align myself with what is going on here in this place. God can use this church in a mighty way. Sometimes we get caught up looking at other movements and other churches and we go, you know, God, why, you know, I saw Hillsong do this and I saw Hillsong do that. Well, many of us wouldn't know, but Brian and Bobby Houston started Hillsong with three families in the basement of their house. And now we see a, an incredibly powerful church that is being used right across this world to bless people with the hope of the gospel and worship music that has touched the lives of so many people around the globe we have to align ourselves personally I loved what Rachel shared this morning in worship where she was talking about taking that individual purpose and trans- transforming it into a corporate purpose a, a, a church-wide purpose Listen, when we can align ourselves individually to a corporate vision, to a church-wide vision, to a church-wide mandate, God can use this place. Amazing ways. That's his heart this morning. So what did we have to do? We've got to reset the bar. Uh, Do we align ourselves? We reset the bar. I don't know about you, but since we've moved to KCS, we have seen tangible growth. We've seen tangible health and development in our church. We've seen Spiritual growth, we've seen numerical growth, we've seen financial growth, we've seen so many things grow and change, and God has blessed us. And if I can say it and, re- and kind of put it into one word this morning, He has blessed us with something called momentum. We have seen momentum, we have seen the blessing of momentum, but now it is our responsibility to respond to it and make any necessary adjustments and alignment. For that momentum to continue it is so critical that we make adjustments now so that we don't have to start momentum up from scratch again it's much easier to, su- to sustain momentum than to start it up again what we want to see is God's vision and purpose for the city of Kingston not a limited vision of our own thinking part of seeing God's vision is to realize that vision is about being proactive Not reactive. We want to move with God, not have a delayed reaction to what He's doing. In order to see the the fullness of His plan, we have to work together with God according to His expectations. I don't know about you this morning, but that always requires change in one of two parties. And last time I checked, God's perfect, so the change has to happen with us. But God's changing us and aligning us and adjusting us. And as Pastor Gary said in the Word, He's correcting us so that we can be used and a ready vessel used for God. We need to come up to His standard of living. We need to literally show our declaration of trust by realizing that if we do the possible, He can do the impossible. That's God's heart this morning. But as I've learned many times in my life, the reality of this is costs us something it costs us time it costs money it costs priorities it costs trust. it costs right expectations but the payoff is incredible the payoff is God's super on our natural amen it's awesome I think for us as a church our desires not just to reset the bar for worship but our desires to reset the bar for every ministry. Over the last several months, we've actually started resetting the bar for our leaders. We've had endless discussions. We've talked through things. We've had several meetings. We've had several moments where we've, we've really laid out some solid, healthy expectations going forward. We're excited about that because we believe where our leaders go, the rest will follow. But we've also looked at resetting the bar with our commitments. We're resetting the bar in discipleship. We're resetting the bar in expectations. Why? Because we literally wanna raise the standard across this church. We believe not in perfection, but we believe in excellence in all things to reflect the awesome God that we serve. We're gonna go right through every single ministry in this church from top to bottom, and we're resetting the bar because we believe that God wants to do amazing things here. One thing I've learned in in seven years we've been senior pastor here is that oftentimes we've made decisions we've made decisions for different discipleship programs in our church uh, to cater to those that are disconnected in hopes that they would get connected. And I've realized more often than not what a wrong decision that was. What we want to do is we want to cater to the connected so that as we build connected people they're going to reproduce connected people. And as they reproduce connected people, they're going to keep reproducing connected people. And then we're going to have a larger and larger and larger core that is going to be connected. But if we pour into disconnected people and we invest in the reluctant, what we're going to see is time, energy spent on people that really don't want to connect anyway. So what we're going to do is we're going to pour our guts out into those that are connected who want to grow in their faith, who want to grow in the things of God. That doesn't mean that if someone's going through things and working through issues that that doesn't include them. Of course that includes them. But I'm talking about hesitant, reluctant, uncommitted people. And that's what unfortunately has happened in our culture. Our culture is is right now is screaming hesitancy. It screams disconnection. It screams uncommitted people. And I'm telling you right now, if this church is going to be the city-reaching church God's called it to be, we have to align ourselves not to a disconnected way of thinking, not to a disconnected way of life, but to a connected, committed, all-in approach that shows that we are here, that this is our house, that this is our church, that we believe in it, that we are going to step forward and align ourselves to the vision and the values of this house. We want to literally raise the standard across this church. And when's it going to happen? It's going to happen in September. September, there are several things and several changes that are going to happen uh, in this church. One of the things that we're changing, and you can see it on the screen behind me, one of the things that we're changing is our small group ministry. Many of you who have been around since day one will know that when we started small group ministry, We had some information-based small groups, almost like Bible studies that would last six weeks or eight weeks long. And and we would gather around that. And one of the things that we saw is we saw a whole bunch of people getting more information but not connecting. They weren't connecting personally. They weren't connecting on a relational level. We saw real disconnect in our service, in our small groups. And in a lot of ways, too, it was becoming a difficult thing because when we are at the Cineplex, we couldn't hang out after a service. We couldn't fellowship. We couldn't connect. We couldn't. We couldn't hang out together as people, and that was such a vital thing and a vital reason why we moved to the school, which has been amazing, and we're thankful for that. But when we saw our small group ministry, we established this thing called life groups because we saw the disconnect. But when we were processing through the decision-making, we realized that we started to cater to the, the disconnected and the reluctant by doing it every other week. And the problem with doing it every other week is that if you miss one week, you've just now gone a month without seeing anybody. And it's almost like you have to pick up the pieces all over again and start all over again. And it created a lot of issues in our life groups because we saw people coming every once in a while, coming and going, and what it would do is there were certain people that were connecting, people were feeling left out, and it was just creating a disconnect even within our life groups. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to go to another level. We want to cater to those that are connected and want to be connected and want to be committed. And so we are introducing in September a new small group ministry, and you can see it on the screen behind me, called Connect Groups. We are excited about these groups. We're excited about uh, the, the vision for these groups. These are groups that are going to meet weekly. Uh, they're going to meet weekly, but with some uh, strategic breaks um, for things such as statutory holidays, for special church events, if they're going on that weekend, then we would cancel those Connect Groups. But... On average, they're going to probably average about three times a month uh, over uh, their time from September to June. Um, but we're excited about what they're going to do. They're going to be about connecting and caring, not just one for another, but also for our city. We're going to utilize two of the times every month to rally around a sermon-based uh, question, questionnaire, but we're also going to connect on that. But those other times in a month, what, what, we want, what we really want to see is an opportunity to socialize outside of the sermon-based uh, information and reach out into our city. We want to see our small groups make connections in the city and bless uh, people and bless communities and agencies in our city. And that's what we're going to see happen. But it's about connecting and caring. We're going to have more information about that come August uh, as we gear up for our, our, our kickoff for Connect groups. Um, there will be more information coming up, so I won't spend too much more time with that. The other thing we've been, we've done is we've been doing for the last number of years something called life tracks and really what it is in essence is an opportunity for you to grow in your understanding of God's word and to be able to put the things of God and the principles of God into your life uh, but as we've been processing through many many decisions and many different things one of the things that we've realized is that there's so much more we want to do but we couldn't just keep creating all these different things so we wanted to uh, in essence we wanted to Uh, Create a ministry that could act as an umbrella ministry that would incorporate not only classes like life tracks uh, But other things as well like elective courses like seminars like retreats uh, and things like that And so we are establishing a new ministry in September called equip and you can see the graphic on the screen behind me We're excited about this. It's going to include retreats seminars uh, a whole bunch of things elective courses training we believe in equipping you. That's our goal. We want to equip you. We want to empower you and enable you to do what God's called you to do. Um, we're excited about this. Uh, we are introducing a fourth class. So Life Tracks had three classes. We're we're establishing four equip classes. Uh, some of the information again is still we'll still get to you uh, in September when we kick off the classes in September. But we're having the very first one called Equip 101 church life. It's going to be covering some things, or sorry, Christian life. It's going to be covering some of the things uh, connected to your Christian walk. The second one, which is Equip 201, is going to cover your church life. We're going to talk about what it means to be in a church, what it means to be committed, what it means to be connected. We're going to talk about the relationship between sheep and shepherd. We're going to talk about uh, the relationship amongst yourselves and how we deal with one another. How do we deal with some of those things in church life? And I believe it's such a key thing. The third one is Equip 301, and it's gonna talk about character life. And the fourth one is what I'm really excited about. Uh, it's called Equip 401 Cultural Life. I don't know about you, but if you've turned your, your uh, television on any lately, looked at the news feeds on your smartphone or anything like that, or seen some of the feeds off Facebook and Twitter, you'll realize that our world is, is getting scary out there. There's a lot of things going on that are of great concern for us as a church and us as individual Christians. So what I wanted to do, what we've talked about doing is creating a course that's going to help you to understand life from a biblical worldview so that you can address issues in our culture today from a standpoint of knowledge and of understanding so that you can speak to the areas of culture. You can, in a sense, almost be an apologist in our day so that you can speak to those issues. I don't know about you, but we need to be able to speak to the issues that are currently in our day. We, we've looked at um, you know, some of the different things that have happened uh, even recently, even in something as simple as the Supreme Court decision on this past Friday. And we see so many different things that have happened, but we need to be able to speak to issues intelligently and with the Bible uh, solidly in our hearts and in our minds. And so, this is what uh, that fourth class is going to do. I'm excited about that. And along with that, it's going to be a new seminar that we've referenced before, but we're going to introduce it in the fall. Called the discovery seminar we are excited about that you can see the new graphic on the screen as well we're excited about this course it is a course a seminar that is going to en- enable you to find out where you're gifted uh, where your where your interest would lie your personality different things like that because we want you to be able to fine-tune the focus of what God wants to do in your life we believe God is going to use every single person in a powerful way but we need to discover that we need to be equipped we need to be challenged and we need to connect with not only our, each other, but we need to connect in this city in agencies and, and, and opportunities that God would want us to connect to. God's got a lot of things in store for this house. I don't know about you, but in the, days of re, in the day that we live in of reminding and of resending and of redoing, there's a lot of re-this and re-that. We believe this September is not only going to be an alignment for us, it's not only going to be a resetting the bar, But we believe, honestly, that it's going to be a relaunch. It's almost like we're going to start the church all over again. We're going to align the principles, the expectations. We're going to align what we're doing to fit perfectly with what God would want us to do going forward. And we believe in what uh, God wants to do is a very powerful thing in this house. We believe that God wants to build His house called Impact in this city September is a new start, it's a new launch, it's a new time, it's a new season. And we believe that one of the first things that we need to do is establish new values in this new season. And we have been processing through uh, a bunch of information and we believe one of the biggest changes that's gonna establish us moving forward is a uh, recalibration, a realignment of our values that would perfectly highlight who this church is, what we're about, and why we do what we do. It answers the why behind every what. And I'm just going to read these nine, and they're on the screen behind me here. But this new set of values, I believe, perfectly expresses the heart of God for this church. Number one is loving God passionately. We believe that. We believe that if you're in love with Jesus, you're going to be passionate. We believe that when you understand something and you believe in it, you're going to be passionate. We believe that when you've been transformed by the power of Jesus Christ, you're going to be passionate. Period. End of story. The second thing is is that we're honoring God's Word. In the day and age when a lot of churches as well are watering down the gospel, we believe that we need to honor God's Word with everything we do. We're going to stick out like a sore thumb, not because we're trying to, not because we're looking to, but because when you stand on the principles of God's Word, you're going to stand out and you're going to be countercultural. We've got to get used to being countercultural in this day and age. Third thing is we believe in living life supernaturally. We believe that God wants to do miracles in this place. God has already done miracles in this place. We've seen signs and wonders. We've seen healing. We've seen God touch our our people. We've seen God restore marriages. We've seen God restore relationships. We believe in the supernatural in this place. Four, we believe in serving with excellence. Not just giving God your leftovers when you show up, but giving God your best. We believe that when you give God your best and you serve with excellence, God's going to reward you greatly. But as a church, we need to serve with excellence. This city notices how well we serve when they see us do Hands of Hope. This city notices how well we serve when we've done the back to school bash. This city notices how well we serve when we've done the Easter extravaganza. This city knows how much we serve and how well we serve with excellence when a 14 year old girl uh, was able to go to her prom and was completely beautified by three women in this church. This city knows that we serve with excellence. And that's what we have to keep doing. The fifth thing is we need to create irresistible environments. We need to create irresistible environments. Our kids' ministry needs to be irresistible. Our youth need to be irresistible. Our Sunday morning services need to be irresistible. Our small groups need to be irresistible. Our prayer meetings need to be irresistible. We need to create irresistible environments wherever we go. Six, we believe in giving generously. Because when we give generously, God's going to bless us. God's going to take care of us. God's going to look out for us. We need to be a generous church. Seven, we need to reach out compassionately. We need to continue to do what God's called us to do in this city. Eight, we need to build church strategically. We need to be effective with our time. We need to be effective with our resources. And we need to be strategic with what we do and how we do it. And lastly, I believe this sums up our church so perfectly. We need to enjoy everyday life. That is our church. That's our hope. And we believe in September. this is going to be a new start. It's going to be a relaunch. The number seven, uh, which is our seventh year, literally stands for perfection and completion. And I believe that the first seven years have been a completion of, of our ideas collectively, our dreams collectively. But I believe starting in September uh, of 2015 that now God's dream is going to take over this church. God's dream for this church and God's dream for this city through these people called Impact Church. Amen. Why don't we make this the year of God's perfection in completion? Why don't we make this the year for God's dreams in the city? God wants us to do it, but we need to align ourselves. As I was thinking about this word relaunch, and, and Ray had shared some thoughts with me regarding this as well, and as I was processing through this, um, just had some, a bunch of different thoughts come to me regarding an actual launch. Uh, when I was younger... Uh, in 1986, my parents took me and my two brothers on, our, on a, the biggest vacation of our lives. And we were gone for a number of weeks and did a tour kind of all over the United States, down the eastern seaboard of the United States. And one of our trips was to uh, Cape Canaveral in Florida to see the Nassau uh, space shuttle program. We saw the launching pads Uh, of where they go off, and it's just mind-blowing to see the size of those launch pads and to see what goes on down there. We saw, uh, as well, a memorial to the Space Shuttle Challenger and the teacher that passed away in the crash that happened earlier in 1986. Um, But i tell you, when I saw that uh, and thought about that picture of that launch day, I was reminded that there's three people, three different groups of people uh, that are at a launch. They're the astronauts that have been equipped, that have been educated, that have been trained, and that have been uh, very strategically uh, designed and prepared for the opportunity to see outer space. And for some of them was to actually get on the moon, um, but in every case it was to get into outer space. But they were prepared for it, they were equipped for it, and they saw what they they were trained for. The other group of people are those that sat, many of them miles away, but sat on the the ground looking up as the space shuttle would take off the ground. And they were the observers, they were the watchers, but they watched from a distance, but they never experienced anything other than a very loud noise and a really cool sight. But they never experienced the reality of space travel. The third group of people are those that were highly trained, highly educated engineers and scientists that were working in Houston that were acting as the communications uh, tool for the astronauts. And it's amazing to me that they were trained in so many ways, but they were never able to see what the astronauts could see, which was the plan and purpose of God for their life. I believe this morning there's too many of us that are watching from the ground, and there's too many of us that are content to be trained and educated on our own, but sit in some little office, some little room in Houston, only communicating with those people about what God is showing them. But I don't know about you this morning. I want, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be the guy that's equipped, that's trained, that's on that flight, and I want to be able to see and feel and touch and smell and taste the very amazing essence of the plan and purpose of God for my life. I don't want to miss anything. I believe this morning Sandra and I can honestly say to you this morning we've, we have proven ourselves to you for seven years. We have We have shown ourselves to be people of integrity, of character, of a heart for God. We have done our best for the last seven years to serve and to help and to be there for people. Um, But we're saying this morning that we need you. We need your help. We need you to be on board. We need you to align. If this is your church, we want you to align with the vision and the values and the heart of this church if this is your church, I want you to be all in because we need your help. There's nothing else that we can do beyond what we're doing right now without your help. If, if, if we don't have more people aligned seven years from now, we're going to look about the same size and we're going to have the same feel and it's going to be great. And we're going to have awesome people and that's wonderful. But God never called us to be an insignificant, small little church. He's called us to be a city reaching church. And I believe in this day that God is calling us very specifically, very, very personally speaking to us and, and challenging us to align to his plans and his purposes called Impact Church. The reality is is every single person in this room right now can find a very easy choice to, to go and take Bible college courses online. You can go and watch sermons on YouTube. You don't have to come and hear me lab away every Sunday you could easily do that you could go and have your own little small groups at home outside of the church and you could do that but that's not how God designed it that's not how God designed God designed the church and I'm not against equipping yourself I'm not against doing all those things that are all good things but what I want to tell you this morning is we don't need more and more people doing their own thing we need more and more people doing God's thing called the church And God himself says in Matthew 16 that he is building the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I don't know about you, but there's only one passage in the Bible that literally declares there's an institution, there's a thing, there's there's an organization that will not be apprehended or overcome by the things of the enemy. And the only one that God declares is the church. And so if this is your church, make a decision to be all in. Make a decision to align yourself and to allow the adjustments of God to come in your life and adjust your priorities, your expectations, your time, so that we can see the city won for Christ. There's always a price to pay in order to accomplish the impossible. There's always a price to pay. Why are we raising the standards in this church? Why are we raising the expectations? Why are we calling you to commitment? Why are we doing all those things? Is it because we just feel like being a pain? No. Is it because we just are unhappy and frustrated? No. Is it because that, you know, we're trying to be difficult? No. We're doing it because we believe in this thing called the church. We believe in you. We believe in this city. We wouldn't have given up everything to move this to this place if we didn't believe in this city and we didn't believe in this church. And we believe in you. And we're simply asking you this morning, believe in the vision that God has given this church. Believe in it. Put your heart behind it. Put your resources behind it. Put your time and energy behind it. Put your, put your best behind it. Don't give God your leftovers. Give Him your best. It's amazing when you look at that the whole race to the moon, and you look back at NASA and the American dream of making it to the moon, what's amazing to me is when there was a collective group of people in the United States that were in, absolutely enraptured and captivated by this goal to get to the moon, to get to space, it actually woke up other nations to follow suit. The American launch of traveling to the moon inspired nations to get on board. As we move forward with the vision and plan and purpose of God, I believe many people are going to be inspired to get on board and to follow. Let's believe God today that he wants to do an amazing work in this church. Let's just stand together this morning. Let's pray and believe God for amazing things. Father, we thank you in this place. We thank you, Lord, for the people that are here. We thank you for the incredible families and the people that call Impact Church home. And Father, we asked uh, this morning that you would do an incredible work in their life, Father, we pray today, Lord, for alignment. We pray for the adjustments of God. Lord, we ask, O God, that You would adjust us and align us to Your plan and purpose Father, we believe in this thing called church. We believe in impact church. We believe in the vision and the values. So we believe in the vision to live like Jesus and to love like Jesus. Father, we believe that that is the epitome of everything you've called and asked us to do. Lord, we want to align ourselves to that. Lord, we want to make a declaration this morning, oh God, that we're not going to just chase our own goals and our own dreams, Lord, but we are literally going to come together and row in the same direction and accomplish the plans and purposes of God for this church. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do in our midst. Uh, we thank you even for this September, oh God. We ask, Lord, that you'd bring people in. Lord, you'd ask, I, I pray, Lord, even in this day, Lord, that you would get people prepared and ready to not only be equipped, Lord, but to equip others. Father, for those that have been hesitant, I pray, Lord God, that you would remove the hesitancy. You would remove the lack of commitment. You would remove the fear that would be there, Lord, that, would be, that they would be afraid to commit. And I pray, oh God, that you would do a deep work in their heart and bring them to a place of freedom and safety. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for this Vision Sunday, and we ask that you do a great work. In Jesus' name, amen.